1: Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living, right here on WAVA, and I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. So if you and I are going to stay sane in this crazy world, we must learn something about personal reflection. We must take time and make room for personal reflection in our lives. And so I want to share with you this whole process today because how many of you want to stay sane in a crazy world? Do you? Okay. I know that I do. And if we're going to do this, there's some steps that we must take. We can't just sit back passively. We have to do some things to protect ourselves against the influence of the world around us. And let me give you two things that we must do. Here's the first thing for today. You and I must learn to practice what I'm going to call timeouts in our life. Most of us are familiar with the term timeout. If, you're, if you have little children, especially as a parent, you understand what a timeout is, right? What is a timeout? Well, you've misbehaved, go stand in the corner, you're in timeout. Go sit in your chair for a few moments, you're in timeout. We use that as parents from time to time as a part of our disciplinary training process. Now, the real purpose of a timeout, the value of a timeout, is not just to go and sit in a chair... But the idea of a timeout is sit there and think about what you did. That's the idea. Sit there and think about your misbehavior because it's not, it's not just a punishment. It's, it's hopefully something that's training them to do better the next time. And so timeout is not seen as a punishment as, but as a way to cause your child to do a little bit of reflection. Let me reflect on what I did so that next time I will not do the same thing. See, if there's a timeout without reflection, it's not really a, a true timeout. It's only a break, okay? They had a break from other stuff, but timeout relates to reflection. Let's talk about athletics for a moment. Every athletic sport, every athletic team, every athletic game has, generally will have timeouts, Why do we have a certain number of timeouts in a basketball game or a football game or a soccer game? Why? Because teams need moments to time out, to step back and regroup and to re-strategize, to talk about, well, who needs to do this and who needs to do that? It's just a moment of reflection. It's a time to refresh and reflect. If it's true for children as we're training them, if it's true for sports and Various other areas of life, it certainly is true for you and I in our spiritual lives. You and I need some timeouts in our life because timeouts provide opportunities for us to think about our thinking and for us to regroup and refresh and restore our lives effectively. Now, Jesus talked about this in his teaching on prayer. I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 6, verse number 6, and I want you to see what Jesus said about this timeout concept, okay? And there's a lot of things we could talk about from uh, this passage, but I want you to see this one particular point. Jesus was asked the question, how how should we pray? And Jesus said, when you pray, he's going to tell us how to pray now. He gives us very specific practical instructions. He says, when you pray, what are you to do? Go into your room. So we're stepping out of the regular activity of life into a special place, and we're to close the door and then do what? Pray to your Father, okay? The Father's unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, as I said, there are lots of things we could talk about here. The purpose of prayer, the place of prayer, the process of prayer, all kind of things we could talk about. What I want you to see here is that Jesus said prayer relates to a time out in your life. It means that you step away from your regular activities and you you go into your room and you shut out the distractions around you so that you have a time out with God. Why do we need this time out with God? Because that's what brings strength and revelation and understanding to us. We'll get back to that in a moment. And it allows us the opportunity for another word I want to introduce to you today. It's another word for reflection, but it's a word that I want you to get in your vocabulary and in your practical understanding as well. And that is the word meditation. Say that word with me. So reflection is a part, or meditation is a part of reflection, prayer and meditation. We often speak of those two things together. I need prayer and meditation in my life. Now, as soon as I use the word meditation, a lot of you think a lot of different things. Let me tell you what meditation is not. It's not getting your right leg over the back of your neck in some weird position and quoting a bunch of mantras, okay? That's not meditation according to the Bible. I'm glad cuz I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> That's not what meditation is. The actual Hebrew word for meditation was used of a chat of a cow chewing its cud regurgitating the food, chewing it again, getting all the nutrients out of that particular food. That's what a cow does to get all the essence out of that grass. It brings it back up, chews it again, brings it back up, chews it again, chewing the cut. The idea is getting every bit, every drop of orange juice out of the orange every nutrient out of the grass, everything out of God's word. So that's the idea of meditation. It involves reflection in your life. And the Bible gives us some very unique promises and instructions regarding meditation or reflection, prayer and meditation, prayer and reflection. Joshua chapter one, verse eight, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Notice it says now, do what with it? Meditate on it day and night so you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Then when you do what? When you meditate on the law of God, on the word of God, then you will prosper. Your life will go well in the proper sense of that, and you'll have success or victory in your life. The psalmist talks about this also in Psalm chapter one, verse one. And also verse two, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Sound familiar? Basically what we just read in the book of Joshua, Psalm 119. Notice what the psalmist said about his own life. He says, I, what, what do I do? Well, as the psalmist said, what does he do? I meditate. So if David did it, you think it's good enough for us? Right? So David said, this is what I do. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I spend time with God in reflection. I take time outs in my life for the purpose of Meditation. The Apostle Paul, after speaking a number of things to Timothy, brings Timothy to this point because Timothy probably didn't understand everything that Paul was trying to teach him. And so Paul gives this instruction that has application for you and me. He says to Timothy, reflect on what I'm saying, meditate on, think about what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. I would submit to you today that the reason that many times we don't have the insight that we need in our lives is because we We do very little of this in our lives. Are you hearing me? We have very few times where we actually step away from our world and do a time out where we're actually meditating and reflecting on God and his word and what he's saying to us. And so we miss moments of insight because we're avoiding opportunities for Meditation. Now, what is meditation? Let me give you a definition. Actually, three elements of, de- of of what meditation is biblically. I'm going to put these on the board for you. First of all, meditation is a quiet timeout to prayerfully focus your heart and mind on God and His Word. Key term there. Many key terms, but it's quiet. You stepped away. It's a quiet timeout where you prayerfully focus. Your heart and your mind on God and His Word. So now I've had a busy day. I've got busy things going on. God, I'm going to take, I'm going into my room, whatever that is for you. I'm going to close the door. That is, I'm going to remove all the distractions, not taking my phone with me, not taking. My, I'm not going to sit down with, with, with my computer on. I'm going to actually, I'm, I'm turning everything off. and I'm going to be alone with you so that I have a quiet time out where I can focus my heart and mind. And that just is a moment that God, I'm just going to empty everything out. God, I just want to get my mind focused on you and on your word. What is meditation? It's also a quiet time of God reflection, which I just spoke about. I'm going to add another phrase here. And what else? Self-reflection. That quiets your soul so that you're better able to hear God's voice. Here's the thing. You and I don't know what we're thinking until we think about our thinking. Okay? And many times you're thinking the wrong thing and you don't even know it. Have you ever had that moment in your life when you finally realized, I've been thinking about that the wrong way. You ever had that moment in your life? Maybe something was going on, you're having certain emotions, and you suddenly, I'm not even thinking about this the right way. And you provides a whole new perspective for you because you change your thinking. And many times we don't even know the thoughts that are driving our emotions and our behavior because we haven't taken time to say, you know, am I even thinking about this the right way? Am I approaching this the right way? And the beautiful thing is that if you are with God, and you're quieting yourself before him, and you present your thoughts to him, he's able then to help you readjust your thinking and help you to see that you're not even thinking about something the proper way. He's able to help you in that regard. You hear his voice. Here's a third thing that meditation is. It's spiritual, mental, and emotional timeouts for properly adjusting your thinking. That's exactly what I just said. Not only are you able to understand your thinking, what you're thinking, but you're now able to adjust your thinking. Now let me just present this to you in this manner. If you take some timeouts, regular timeouts with God where you're focusing, you're resting, you're quiet before Him, you've got His Word in front of you, you're Thinking about it, you're reflecting on his word, you're asking God to show you your thoughts and where your life is at this moment. You're, you're just quite it's not a you just open up to God. And he begins to reveal something to you about your thinking, he begins to reveal freshness of his presence to you in your life, and then you get up from there and go back into your world. Will you be more sane than you were before you went in? The answer is yes, by the way, okay. Are you with me? And this is the problem with so many people. They never have any time out. So crazy thoughts are always driving them. Are you hearing me? They get some crazy thought in their head, and this crazy thought about their husband, the crazy thought about their wife, the crazy thought about their job, the crazy thought about just fill in the blank, and all these crazy thoughts are driving them, and so they're living their life because they haven't taken time to let God help them inspect their thinking. So it's valuable to take some time outs in your life and to prayerfully meditate the Bible is very clear in terms of what benefit this brings to us look at Isaiah chapter 30 where God speaks to his people and says this, this is what the sovereign Lord the Holy One of Israel says, so who's saying this? help me out church who's saying this? who's saying this? God's saying this now this would be important to understand obviously the whole Bible is God saying this but this is a very specific statement Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. That's delivered. That's the idea of the word. This is not eternal salvation, but delivered from stuff in your life. In quietness and confidence is your strength. But he says sadly to his people, but you would have none of it. He says you're missing out on some incredible strength in your life because you haven't learned how to quiet yourself in my presence. Rest in me and find the strength that only I can bring to your life. Everybody needs the timeouts of life. You need them daily more than likely you need something that's a bit more extensive monthly and annually, just some times of time out in your life where you're allowing moments of meditation to clean up your inner being, your thinking, and your living processes. Here's the second part that I want to talk to you about. Now, given this meditation that we're doing, I want to add to it a key part of this process. And that's the second thing I want to share with you today. As you're meditating, it's important to review your past and present blessings in your life. When you're in a time out with God, one of those powerful activities that you can ever do is to demonstrate or practice gratitude. This is key. I'm not preaching this message because it's Thanksgiving. I'm preaching this message because it falls into the the structure of how to stay sane in a crazy world. Are you hearing me today? If you're going to stay sane in a crazy world, you will not do it without learning this. This is key. And to do that involves reviewing your past and your present blessings. Now gratitude is obviously a very important biblical principle. We'll get to this in a moment, but it's far more than... It's not, I don't want to say it's more than a biblical principle. It's been confirmed by psychology and psychiatrists will tell us over and over again the healthy benefits of gratitude. I was reading a study recently from the University of uh, California, Berkeley, uh, where they, a few years back, they did a research project with some college students there who were going through mental health struggles. And so they, they, they came to the mental health facility and they were gonna do a particular research project with them. And so they had one group, it was a control group that they did not ask to do anything specifically. And another group they asked to actually create a gratitude journal. And so they were to enter into a small journal, something they were grateful for every day. And so they did this for a period of time. And then three months later, they measured them on the scale of happiness joy in their life and the control group had no change in their mental capacity their mental health capacity but those who practice a gratitude journal had improved significantly in terms of their happiness joy and mental health they actually took that group of people who had been involved with a gratitude journal, and they subjected them to an MR test of their brains, and they found that the prefrontal cortex of their brain, which is the executive decision-making part of your brain, where you're making decisions, that you're executing your life, actually had more activity, was healthier than those who had not practiced gratitude. So that's just from a medical, psychological, psychiatric perspective. So gratitude helps you in every realm of your life. I gave you a little uh, diagram here to help us to understand this. I want you to see that when you develop a heart of gratitude, as you're meditating, as you're taking time out, that you're spending time with gratitude to God. When you develop this gratitude, here's some benefits. There are mental benefits. We just talked about them. Increased clarity, increased serotonin in your brain, dopamine, oxytocin, increased optimism. There's benefits physically, less fatigue. Anybody said amen to that one, right? It boosts your. Better sleep, enhances your heart health, it improves your blood pressure, it strengthens your immune system, professionally you're increased in terms of likability, improved productivity, increased positivity, uh, greater connection and cooperation with people, it affects you relationally, obviously you're more friendly, decreased isolation, improved emotional quotient, it affects your emotional benefits, greater resilience, decreased stress, improved moods, improved self-esteem esteem, reduced anger, increased motivation, increased self-control, improved self-awareness. All of those are just emotional. And then the greatest of all would be the spiritual benefits in your life. You have an increased awareness of God's presence, increased faith, hope, and love, increased compassion and generosity, greater usefulness, fruitfulness, and fulfillment in service to God and to others. Would you agree with me today that gratitude is important? These just describe, now think, if you could find one thing you could do in your life to help you in all those areas, what would that one thing be? It would be gratitude. that one thing could improve all those areas. It's not going to make your life perfect, but that one thing can make mental, physical, professional, relational, emotional, spiritual bring spiritual, all these benefits in your life. So this is one thing you can do. Very clear in scripture related to this. Take a look at what the Bible says about this. 1 Thessalonians five eighteen. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is, what is this? God's will for you. Notice that. This is God's will. I want to know God's will for my life. There you go. To be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. Belong to Christ Jesus. Ephesians 5.20. And give thanks for everything. To God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So give him thanks for everything. Colossians 4.2. Read it with me. Devote yourselves to prayer. With an alert mind. And a thankful heart. So let's talk about how we actually do this. I want you to track with me today because we want to stay sane in a crazy world, right? The world's trying to press us into its mold, especially in terms of affecting our thinking, so we have to We need some timeouts to think about what we're thinking and the presence of God and with his word and with his speaking into our lives and adjusting our thinking. We need those timeouts and as a part of that timeout, we bring into that timeout an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving to God because as we thank him and these timeout moments as a part of our prayer and meditation, it releases all these benefits into our lives. So What are we to do? How are we to do this? Let me describe some things that are important to do. We think about and we thank God for the valuable spiritual lessons that we're currently learning and have learned recently. That's what you do. God, today I'm here in your presence as I'm thinking about your word. I just want to thank you you for the lessons you're teaching me in my life right now. I thank you that you're my teacher. Thank you that you're teaching me how to love. Thank you you're teaching me how to be more patient. Whatever it is that God is teaching you because he is your great teacher and every teacher deserves to be thanked, correct? Every teacher deserves to be thanked because they're putting something into your life that will benefit your life. And so you stop for a moment and say, what has God been teaching me lately? Do you know what God has been teaching you lately? And if you know what God has been teaching you lately, have you told him thank you for what he's been teaching you lately? Have you thanked your teacher lately? God, I thank you for the lessons that you're teaching me. What's the second thing that you do? You think about and thank God for the specific blessings in your life. Every one of us here today and those of us in the Frederick campus and those that are watching online, please listen to me. Whether you realize it or not, you are blessed. Do you understand that? There are blessings in your life. And you have to stop for a moment and step back and say, what am I thankful for? Not just at a a cursory superficial, oh Lord, thank you for the food and the water and the ice cream. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting deeper than that. What are you really thankful for? He said, I don't know if I have anything to be thankful for. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the greatest thing to be thankful for. The fact that God's son, God sent his very own son into our world. And Jesus willingly went to the cross and allowed them to lay him on those wooden beams and nail nails into his hands and into his feet and his blood to be shed so that we could be forgiven and our names could be written in the book of life and we could have the assurance of eternal life and the love of our Father forever and ever. That is enough. That is enough to be grateful for today. you're blessed but you have to stop and say let me think for a moment so that's thinking it's very interesting because the the word that we have in the english language for thank originally the original word was think okay so it's just that one letter so the idea was thinking is necessary for thankfulness and how true that is so what are the blessings in your life think about your blessings express your gratitude
2: He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word and make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing.
1: Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune into our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org.